0: hey my- <laughs> welcome back <laughs> episode two it
1: already sucks I'm done <laughs> it's dingo and the baby oh, it's awful Jesus one thing I, I cannot do is uh, impressions no like if I try to impersonate like uh, like someone that's British or Australian <laughs> it's all the same terrible like nonsense like it yeah. just I can't do Impressions, yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm yeah. down under on the Barbie. All I, try, right,
0: I, I try to do that with Tro- with Troy Dean when he's on my when he's on the show, and it's just you know, it's just terrible. It's terrible. Everybody
1: loves that. I bet he loves that. Well, we are back. Yeah. Episode two. We uh, is this like a beta two, or is this just two? Oh, we'll, we'll two? just call it two. Two. Okay. I don't think
0: we're gonna change the show title just yet. I think most people uh, were receptive of the title. And uh, look, we made uh, fifty listens. <laughs> That's all we wanted was Woo-hoo! fifty and we did it.
1: Thank God for all my tweets.
0: Yeah. Uh, So for those of you who aren't uh, able to access our phones, our cell phones, thank the heavens, uh, I've been sending Brad text messages saying, look, man, if you want to build a powerhouse of a podcast, you're going to need to tweet
1: this stuff. And this (laughs) stuff does not promote itself. Now, mind you, this was like two days after we released, or three, <laughs> on a weekend. I'm yeah. like, dude. Yeah, he's on
0: vacation. I'm, I'm watching his Instagram.
1: I'm like, this guy better be tweeting. I'm up. I'm in the Poconos. I'm trying to hang out and relax a little bit. He's over here texting me, tweet, tweet the show. Oh, well, hey, we got 50 listens. The first show was fun. Yeah. So what's, uh, and here we are like a week later. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So what's changed? Can we can we take a second and talk about your face? So <laughs> This is not a video podcast, but. Thankfully. Matt has had a very uh, full and bushy beard for a few years now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how long have you? How long did you have the beard? Oh
0: God, I've had this beard. I've had a beard for for many years, but this is not the first time that I've shaved it. It just grows back so fast.
1: I mean, you already have. What did you shave it a day or two ago? And it's yeah, already I got
0: some, some stubble already back.
1: You got that. Uh, Quick five o'clock shadow, but yeah, man, just uh, randomly decided to shave your face, huh?
0: It's one of those things where we had my son's birthday, my youngest son's, his, his actual birthday is uh, the day after Christmas, so we've kind of decided that we're going to do it the first weekend of December to sort of give him some breathing room between presents. Mm. So we celebrated his first birthday this past weekend. That's exciting. And, and I was just looking at pictures of myself, and I was eating cake, and it was just getting, I mean, it, I can't
1: <laughs> eat, I was at the point where I couldn't eat anything without it getting That's stuck. How sexy was it? Was it just? It was just cake all like all over my your next to your son, and, and he has less cake on his face than you do. <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty much. That's what that's what it boiled down to. And then I was like, you know what? I did one of those things where I was like, I'm going to trim it just a little bit. And then I started trimming it, and I was just like, I was getting lower and lower, and I was like, screw it, I'm just going to take this. I'm going to take this whole it's thing good. off. And this is not the first time this has happened, where I've had a literal panic attack when I start to do it because I realize how sh- how much shorter my face is. <laughs>
1: from when i have a beard. Like you forgot, i forgot you forgot what you look like.
0: I forgot what I looked like and i was in the mirror and i was like, "Oh god, i'm doing it again." <laughs> it was I look it's, like it's, a 12. Yeah, it's, it's a little unnerving. Well, it's so it's kind yeah, of funny cuz
1: uh, most people would uh probably take the opposite approach and this is the time of year where you grow the beard out cuz it's cold. You're obviously up in the uh New England area. It's it's, it's not
0: summer but
1: I, uh, I need to work on my. <laughs> I, I, I know you have that. Uh, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't have it queued up, but um, yeah. So so,
0: so I shaved it, and my oldest son was out with uh, my wife, and then he came back in, and he just stared at me for a good like five <laughs> minutes. He had no idea like who I was. It was it was pretty hilarious. I wish I where's recorded. my daddy. I wish I recorded it.
1: Yeah, you know that's actually how. Uh, aside from the military side of it, but after I, you know. I, grew my hair out a couple times over the years and you know I was like I'll just trim it a little bit and then zzzz-roop. all right <laughs> we're just shaving it off
0: <laughs> yeah yeah some you point, know, sometimes, sometimes you gone. just gotta reset uh, 60 plays in fact I just pulled up anchor.fm uh, 60 and we're at 60 plays and that oh, actually goodness. reminds me I haven't even checked this is the kind of professional setup we are here iTunes uh, iTunes if it was approved I was supposed to get an email mm. uh, and um yeah, we'll check that as we chat here. I'll see if it's available on iTunes. It's supposed to get onto iTunes. Uh, obviously, some, well, 60 people haven't had any problems accessing it. So, uh, hopefully, at some point, uh, we'll get that that bad boy up on iTunes and let everybody know about it. Um,
1: some point. What are we uh, talking about today? What are
0: we pontificating on? Well, it's been a week. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll give folks sort of some of the updates. I don't I have any major milestones in terms of... Anything that I've been particularly working on, uh, just sort of brainstorming the whole going back to doing tutorial videos again, which we chatted about last week, Uh, I actually, if I have enough time today, might rip out a 2019 overview video, because WordPress 5.0 is tomorrow.
1: Oh boy, what's what's the time marker here? We're about five minutes in (laughs) of our not talking about WordPress show.
0: And we're talking about WordPress.
1: You know, it's kind of funny because the whole time we're like, "All right, we'll talk about a little bit on the first show, but not not the next show for sure." And then, like, there couldn't be more massive news around WordPress between the last show and today. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're
0: going to dive into that a little bit. I had my office hours with uh, Mr. Mullenweg, but um, yeah, nothing nothing else majorly that. majorly changed. A, f- a funny story from my day job over at Page.ly.com. For this is a first. Right. So there's that site uh, out there for designers and developers called Clients from Hell kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I had a guy, this is yesterday or a day before, I forget. Sent him an email, had the phone call. We had the sales call, discussed the plans that he should be on, so on and so forth. Sent him the quote. Hadn't heard back. I usually follow up in a couple of days to see where people are at. And uh, suddenly, I get a contact form on mattreport.com. <laughs> the guy's yelling at me. Why aren't you responding to my emails?
1: Whoa! <laughs> Hold on. So he, w- he, so he tracked you down, found the personal, your, yeah. your, your personal business podcast, pumped the brake, started breaks. yelling at you that way. Pumped the brake, so, but you weren't getting the emails. I wasn't getting emails,
0: and he was, and he was getting my emails. But apparently, he w- he was getting my emails. Apparently, I wasn't getting his emails, and he was like freaking out on me. Uh, minutes before we started recording this phone call, I had, I had this, the follow-up call with him where he actually apologized and said, I, you know, I'm just under a lot of pressure, just under a lot of pressure. And I was like, all right, man, don't worry about it. But man, this is a first, it, somebody hunting it, it, me I, down
1: and, and, and using my form to reach out. Know, to we, me. uh, we get a lot of contacts over at web dev studios, um, for WordPress for Dummies, because my partner Lisa is the author of that book. So you would be, you'd be surprised how many people like come to our business, <laughs> fill out the form, and have a very specific question about a certain page in a certain chapter of the book, mm-hmm. and are looking for a direct response from Lisa. And I'm always like, I always think like, if I was in their situation, like would I reach out and be like, on page, on page 79 here. <laughs> second paragraph you say this but i don't i don't fully understand it's not it's not even like like trying to correct something that's maybe incorrect or typo it's like could you explain that a little bit differently so i can grasp it it's like they're trying to get like one-on-one consulting from the author of this book through our business and i'm like that's and it happens pretty frequently yeah. which is interesting so i don't i don't know i mean there's a book for dummies yeah I,
0: don't know. I get a lot of that messages on my facebook page for uh for the tutorial channel people just constantly like hey watch that video can you tell me how to do this can you tell me how to do that and I tell you if I was a smarter man I'd be able to monetize that that communications but
1: it's not me make like, sure I'll help you if you sponsor my podcast <laughs> <laughs> This week's sponsor is Bob
0: <laughs> Bob from Indiana has got a question uh, about Indiana. his gallery
1: plugin <laughs> Um, have you heard? I saw something online that caught my eye, and I think you're gonna—you uh, probably know about this too because you have our our, our kids are about the same age. Um, have you heard of Ryan Ryan's Toys review on YouTube? Uh, I have not. So this is a this is a seven year—he's seven, right? He's been doing this I think since he was four. Okay. Um, and he has a YouTube channel with millions of subscribers as it goes. And obviously his parents help him kind of produce it and put the videos together. And they're pretty high quality considering this kid, <laughs> this kid is bringing in $22 million this year. He Jesus. made literally taking toys. And now he's so popular that, you know, they're sending him toys. Like he doesn't have to go get toys anymore. They send him toys to review, but literally like un- unpackaging them, checking them out, playing with them, opening them, closing them. And like, it's amazing how kids are drawn to this. Like my son, who's three now, I mean, I like, it's, it's scary to the point where he just wants to watch kids play with toys to where I have to like really limit his time because I'm like, you're not going to sit here for hours on end, just watching a kid play with toys. Like how about we put the iPad down and you go actually play with the toys right in front of you. Um, but just that, $22 $22 million. This yeah, kid's that's, seven.
0: That's it's
1: that's, that's crazy. Like, what are we doing with our life? What, like, what what are we doing here, Matt? I, you know,
0: <laughs> I, I, I chatted about this in the first show. Uh, I mean, the tutorial channel, which I have in touch with a measly 7,000 subscribers, making a couple hundred bucks in advertising money, doing absolutely nothing, never mind some of the affiliate links I have in there for, like, Beaver Builder, Gravity Forms, things like that. Um and I hear I hear YouTubers say like we don't make any money, and this is like YouTubers with like five hundred thousand, a million followers, and like we don't make any money. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if They're I'm making not. if I'm making a couple hundred bucks doing zero, you're making, I guess I'd wager a hundred times that because you're yeah. you've got millions of followers. Like, how could you not be monetizing other revenues or other areas? It's it's, it's nuts. YouTube's cracking down on a lot of, uh, like, disclosing uh, affiliate links, uh, of course, and, like, if it's a sponsored video. I mean, how mm-hmm. are they ever going to prove it, really?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and I think uh, the younger generation, you know, the teens now, the tweens, whatever, um, you know, they have – they see this stuff, right? They see these, these you know, millennials or kids or whatever that are, like, their full-time job is YouTube, right, or producing content, um and obviously there's a select few that are making what 7-year-old Ryan here is making. <laughs> but you know, it's it's enough of a, you know, uh you know it's a, it's enough incentive I guess that they assume that anyone can just go out there and make, you know, millions of dollars by doing whatever they want on YouTube, you know. Um it's just one it's mind blowing that it actually works for some of these people like Ryan here who's making more money than probably any of us will make our whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um and he's 7. You know, that's a very edge case, you know, probably right time, right place, got lucky. But, you know, there's other people doing a lot stupider stuff still making money too. But I just, I, that number, I just could not believe he's pulling in $22 million the, in 2018, in one year. I mean, just imagine,
0: so uh, studying a lot. So one of the things I want to talk about today, uh, it being a random show, is video games. Um, but uh, if you watch these video game streamers, which, uh, you know, I'm. I'm not afraid to say it. I do watch a few video game streamers
1: myself. Are you a uh, ninja fan? You, you. You follow ninja? Well, I don't
0: because I don't particularly like Fortnite. But, the um, <laughs> imagine the money that he's pulling in. Right? I know he's been on like shows, he's been on Ellen and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing is that that is actually a challenging thing to do. Like if, I mean, you've run Google like live shows before with WordPress stuff and, you know, you're, you're looking at the chat box, you know, maybe, you know, there's a hundred people in there at most and, and you're sort of try to pay attention to that. You're trying to be entertaining and talk to other people. I mean, these stuff, these girls and, and guys are doing it like in competitive shooters and trying to like <laughs> yeah. focus in on actually be awesome at a game, right, and win, and yeah. talk to people in chat, and be entertaining. That's that's
1: it's pretty. That's a, that's a pretty amazing talent. Uh, maybe it people is. don't see it, but yeah, it is when you unpack it like that. I guess I hadn't thought about the idea of playing a game and being good at it and streaming. Like that's pretty easy to understand, right? But yeah, yeah I, I never really thought about all the angles but when you put it together because i have done that we have done these live shows where even just a couple people in chat you're trying to pay attention to and it's tough, right and that's just talking to a camera (laughs) we're not sitting here right like you know in a a death match of of sorts Mm -hmm. um it's you know it's interesting my um my cousin he's uh, just started uh since his freshman year of college um is in a gamer league Mm. um at his school there and they're ranked i don't if I try to act like I know what I'm talking about, it's going to sound bad, but they're in, I believe the game's Overwatch. Oh, yeah. And they're ranked, whatever this league they're in, they're like ranked 15th. And if they get to like eighth, eighth and above, you actually start getting sponsors and money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am just thinking like, man, like like obviously, you know, most of us probably played a lot of video games when we were younger. Most of us, now we've grown up, you know, grown up and, and we have families. It's not that we don't necessarily want to play video games. It's that we don't have the time to do it like we used to. Um I just think, man, back like, how cool is that, right? Like, you can actually get really good at a game mm-hmm. to the point where you can get sponsors and make money, and whether it's a full time thing or not, just the fact that that's that's even an an option for just anyone is pretty is is pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty and, neat to see that.
0: And there's official,
1: you know, like. Uh, City teams, state teams. Uh, I think. Yeah, like the, the 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 league. There's a national league around. I, yeah. I don't know. Is it like one big league for all games, or is it like per game? I don't really know. I think it might
0: be. I mean, maybe they're making some uh, co-op things where they're where they're doing multiple games. But definitely, uh, definitely Overwatch, uh, definitely Counter Strike, uh, Starcraft, those types of games. Yeah. Um, you know, and and of course, uh, Fortnite, which has just blown up insanely um, i'm sure they're having they have their own sort of tournaments and stuff but the the money is real you know the money is real yeah. and and that's what's sort of drawn me back to actually playing some video games like when i'm looking at like doing things on youtube and studying those types of personalities like man it's not easy and and and, and, and they're making some serious money um you know but looking at one of the video games recently, and I know Jay Tripp is a fellow fan of a game called Fallout. Uh, Fallout 76 mm-hmm. just released a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah. Heard uh, mixed, mixed reactions there. Oh, yeah.
0: And it sort of I reminds don't... me of that W word we're not supposed to say on this show <laughs> WordPress. Um, yeah, sound like it got rushed out pretty fast. Sound like that people weren't happy with the quality uh, of the game mm-hmm. uh, and actually went on sale for a triple A game. This is like going to a blockbuster movie like The Avengers. Uh, was on sale over Black Friday for 35 bucks on Amazon. Uh, already <laughs> yeah, slashing heard. the price nearly 50% off. In, it's
1: not, uh, a good, uh, that's not a good sign. I've heard bad things about it. Um, but all the other fallouts have been huge. They've been great. Um,
0: you know, and it's sort of, it sort of just reminds me that, uh, you know, no matter what the budget is, no matter what the uh, piece of software is, it's still software. It's still humans who are managing all this stuff. And even Mm -hmm. WordPress, uh, Bethesda, which is the company behind Fallout. I mean, massive uh, titles, massive budgets. Even they can't get it right.
1: Well, and, you know, obviously the hardcore gamers are going to really scrutinize, right? Like they're going to really nitpick and uh, maybe even be a little bit elitist about it. The question is, do the casual gamers, do they like it? Right. You know what I mean? Like, is is it still a fun game? Right. Or not, and I don't. I don't know. I haven't played it. Um, I've only seen people kind of trashing it, and I'm assuming those are probably the more hardcore gamers that are being more vocal online. But I, you know, because it doesn't necessarily have to. It could be a massive hit, and kind of the elite gamers still not like it, right? Yeah, or still think it's stupid. Like there's that whole, like you said, Fortnite, where there's all these people that think Fortnite is is ridiculous, right? But it's a freaking cash cow, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Like just printing money, you know? So does it matter? No. I mean, it's making money. And and so it's it's hugely successful, even if people think it's a little campy.
0: Mm. And you
1: purchased Red Dead Redemption 2, correct? Yes, I am. uh, I'm in the Red Dead Redemption 2. I've been playing it quite a a bit for me. I'm lucky if I get a few hours a weekend. You know, the challenge (laughs) is having a three-year-old. When you're playing it, when you're trying to play a video game, and you're riding a horse around, they're really they're very interested in this horse, you know. And they're very interested in this game, and they just want to stare at it. Um, and it's so I try to play it. If I play, if he's around, I'm uh I try to play it on you know PG mode, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to do. It's very hard. Like I'm I'm hunting deer, and I'll like lasso him and then I'll just let him go. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> The only option is like, let him go or like stab him with a knife. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to work right now. So there you go. See you, dear. So I'm literally just riding around doing, you know, tri- like fishing. Like I can fish. That's okay. But I can't really hunt. So it's, it's and you, you probably know, can't I even to, do the
0: story mode at this point because I'd imagine. I'm not even
1: doing this. I mean, I've, I've done stories, but not when he's around because they're all super violent. So yeah. I kind of wish there was a bit of a, like, hey, my son's in the room option. <laughs> so yeah. just tone it. Because even if you're just riding around the Wild West, Sometimes like outlaws will just come up and like like start chasing you, yeah. and then it's like, or a bear like a bear jumped on me. And next thing I know, I'm blasting it in the face with a shotgun, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I was just literally just kind of looking around and exploring, and now I'm like in a f- death match with a bear. So a great game though, by the way, it's it's awesome. I'm I'm only just a, you know, just scraping the surface, but. Really, really fun. I uh, a lot.
0: So that game has received lots of praise um, mm-hmm. from from critics and and from fans. Uh, the world is amazing. I don't own a console. I'm much more of a PC player. I do have a Nintendo Switch, but of course uh, you are. <laughs> the uh, I've read articles that you know now. Now here we are. This masterpiece of a game. Everyone loves it. Everyone's buying it. Uh, but then you read some of these sort of insider uh, journalists. Uh, looking at Rockstar, is it Rockstar Studios or something like that? Um, that actually makes the game saying that, uh, boy, it's it's, a, it's akin to a sweatshop uh, that they ran uh, to get this game out the door, uh, f- yeah. forcing people to work 90 hours a week sleeping in the office to get this thing done. Um, and then you wonder, like, the human toll. It o- It almost reminds me of, like, the literal sense of building Westworld, if f- folks are familiar with Westworld on HBO, like people are forced to build this virtual world for these other people to enjoy, you know, at the expense of their livelihood. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I you know, the you, I, you hear those stories, right? And we've heard those for a long time around big industries like gaming, around the movie industry, like, you know, and the question is like, is it a sweatshop in the sense of they're like, you know, putting in, 16, 18 hour days and getting paid minimum wage? Or is it they're putting in 16, 18 hour days and making, you know, buku bucks and right, a r- really, really good salary? And right. I think it's, from what I've heard, I think it's the latter. I think they, yes, they're working their ass off, but, and they're also making really good money at it. Yeah. You know, my uh, Rockstar North, I think it is, is uh, the headquartered in Edinburgh, and that's where my, my uh, sister and her family live. Oh, cool. Their office is literally next to where my, the office where my brother in law works. So he's, he's you know sees people come and go and when i think it was gta 4 when that was released um he said that everybody that worked there got they bought them all it was like a like a sports car like a ferrari or something <laughs> like they just bought everybody a ferrari yeah. when they released the game yeah. and i was like holy crap like and he's like but they were doing 16 18 hour days for like 3 4 months to get the game out the door so yeah you know yeah, take it with a grain of salt. I'm sure there are cases where the, the the salary is not what you would expect. Yeah, for putting that much time in, you know. But um, you know, I think for some of these bigger studios, I think they do pretty well. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Um, two major topics in the WordPress scene. What is, what do they call it when you is it is this what we call burying the lead? Like where. People want us to talk about WordPress, but we haven't really talked about it. And we save all the very end. save to the end of the show.
1: And then we're like, next week, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it.
0: Um, WordCamp US, I'm assuming you're headed there?
1: I am tomorrow, actually. So it's in Nashville again, second year in Nashville. So I'll be flying out tomorrow, be there through Sunday. So if you're going to WordCamp US, definitely uh, say hi. I'll be walking around, I'll probably be in the sponsor area a lot, hallway track, Um but I'm a very approachable guy, so come up and say hi. Love to love to meet you.
0: Unless the unless the Raiders are losing,
1: playing have lost. So I mean, they're always losing. Right. So, <laughs> is, the, is football even still on? Like, I'm ready for you know I'm ready for you know baseball at this point, which is sad. It's not even the new Yeah, year.
0: yeah. You got some time
1: uh, before training I mean, camp. The only thing exciting is the Eagles are kind of clinging on. So, but you know,
0: what's the big? Uh, what are you What are you excited for this work camp? Besides not having to uh, uh, to wrangle everybody as an organizer.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Just I'm just a regular old attendee, you know. I think for me, it's just seeing, you know, friends, familiar faces, like like always, and that's kind of the the easy answer. But it's true, like I, you know, there's some people, a lot of people. This is the only time I see them once a year um, is at this event, um, and there's a lot of people there. So I think just catching up with with old friends, uh, making some new friends, uh, seeing what's going on. I mean, you know, obviously with the Gutenberg stuff, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. That's going to be all the buzz. Um, and you know, you know, we've talked about this on other shows about just kind of how the industry is evolving and changing. So I think just kind of chatting up with some of my agency buddies and seeing what's going on, like are they, you know, seeing some of the same stuff we're seeing? Are they making some adjustments, or you know, see how people are faring out there in in, in, uh, in the web and WordPress world? So I saw a couple so tweets. A
0: some people putting you're putting together sort of like a little side
1: meetup. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to just, you know, throw something super informal where if, if you're an agency and, you know, that's kind of a loose term, right? What is an agency? Like, honestly, if you just have a company that focuses on client services around WordPress, whether it's two people or 200, doesn't really matter. But just a little, like, let's just gather somewhere in a hallway or something at some point and just hang out, talk shop a little bit. What's What are some good successes? What are some areas you're struggling? Maybe you can get some advice. Um, maybe... You know, trade some emails and stuff, and keep the conversation going after. So I'm going to send out some details. I know uh, Tom over at Human made is um, also putting some together. I think Thursday night, similar thing, but I think it's going to be at a bar the night before. Uh, just hang out, talk shop. You know, kind of informal. But that's also the fun thing about it, right? Like you can just have these kind of impromptu, like, "Hey, anyone interested in talking about this? I'll be over here. You know, for the next hour. Mm. Come find me. You know, and throw it up on the hashtag on Twitter and. People show up. So it's fun. I will definitely
0: be streaming State of the Word (laughs) because number one, I want to count the audible boos that I hear come from the crowd. You think? You think people will boo? I think so. I think this will be the first year where somebody will be escorted out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. I go to the event and uh, uh, we started this. uh, We're going to make it tradition. The first time we did it was last year, but we actually leave, go back to our Airbnb. And then live stream. Yeah. And <laughs> it's great because you, you miss the crowds. We actually had a little pizza party. A couple of uh, the guys made pizzas. So we're like drinking beer, eating pizza, watching it, hanging out, having fun, kicking our shoes off. Yeah. Um, rather than, you know, being seeing it live. But you're kind of crammed into a conference space. And it's a it's a, it's a couple of hours long. So it um, takes a long time to get in. takes a long time to get out. So a little bit nicer way of doing it. So I, I love that live stream. And the fact it's free is great, you know. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see if people boo. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going
0: to happen. I, I mean, I did have my um, – I had my uh, community office hours or whatever it's called where uh, yeah, how'd that go? Mullenway graces you with 15 minutes of, of his time, uh, literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, hey, we're out of time. See ya. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I, you. Yeah, you got to tell – like, I haven't heard. I knew you talked with him yesterday. Yeah, I mean, uh, number one. And that was after the Gutenberg announcement which is you know it's going to be released tomorrow so Thursday.
0: Right. Um yeah, I guess it was just those three major things we we that are happening in the WordPress world. Um so yeah, so anyway, having that conversation, a very political guy. I mean, I've said this a million times if you if you watch especially more recently in the last year or so, watch any of his well state of the words or just WordCamp uh you know meetings uh, that he that he attends and he opens up for Q&A. He's very political. Um, It's hard to really steer him in any particular direction because he's pretty good at uh, parrying any of those particular, you know, questions. And uh, you know, the first thing a
1: politician, where he answers, he doesn't answer the question asked. He answers the question he wanted to be asked, or whatever. Yeah, you know,
0: you know, to something like that. And I just told him, I said, "Hey, I didn't come at him in any kind of crazy way. I respect. I respect him. I respect his position as you know." One should. Uh, there's some crazy people out there, um, but just saying. Hey, look, I haven't been happy with the way this has been led. I'm not a developer, so I don't know anything about like you know the 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 overhead of you shipping code like this. I hear it. I don't understand it, but that's fine. Like I'm just saying from a leadership position you know, no clarity around like, okay, if it's the future, then tell me what the future is. Like, what is this future you, you speak of? And I told him, I said, when you were talking about, um, so here's a couple of points that, I, that, I, that I've I taken away from this, this, this chat. I said, you know, when you spoke of the uh, WordPress as the OS of the internet, like that was a mission I could get behind. Uh, that was something that I found like, okay, this is like, okay, this is a challenge. This is like big thinking. Like what are we going to do with WordPress? It's going to be go beyond an editor in and in a publishing platform. And I said, now I feel like we're just, we're back to being a publishing platform. Like, you know, you're cementing this with blocks and drag and drop and this is where we're going to be at. It's no longer this beating heart of something else, whatever that something else would have been. Um, and he said that, he still feels that that is the core mission well whether or not he was just trying to appease me i don't know uh, i don't i still don't see it i didn't have time to really press him on it and say could you explain that in, in more detail but you know he what i pulled out of that answer is you know he said well it's a crass, it's a cross platform experience and that really stuck with me because and then i did ask him to clarify that i said you know what do you mean by cross platform uh, and he's like well it's it's running on drupal It's running on, so this is the way I like to break down what Matt says, you know, it's running on Drupal. It's running on WordPress. And there are some other platforms using this. So Crystal Ball, right? It's like, okay, so Gutenberg is is greater than WordPress. It's publishing for all these other platforms, other applications, other systems. Kind of interesting, you know, but... I don't know where that you know leads us. I, I challenged him and I said, "Well, if it's for accessing data, because you know many folks know that I'm, I'm not a super fan of platforms like Facebook and Twitter, and neither is Matt. And especially when they lock you out, lock you in your content." I said, "If if if these other platforms are you know putting up a wall around the content, which they have been for years, how is how are we really going to leverage Gutenberg?" Um, In a a world, if everybody's closing down their APIs, you know, Uh, he didn't really have a a straight answer for that. I didn't expect him to. I just said that, you know, I feel like this new vision has weighed so heavily on the open web, right? Um, If Gutenberg's going to be this end-all be-all for publishing content anywhere or accessing content anywhere, you know, what does that mean, you know?
1: Um, yeah. That's the first I've heard it described that way, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I think that speaks to part of the problem is this, the communication from the leadership around, specifically around Gutenberg um, and the future of WordPress with Gutenberg, you know, um, I think that's everyone's biggest frustration mm-hmm. is the communication has been lacking. In the, and what we have been given is this you know, big pie in the sky. It's the future, like you said, but, but like not really casting vision beyond, Oh, it's an, it's, it's better than what we have. Well, okay. But why? Mm-hmm. What's the point? What's the end goal here? You know? Um Like I, I get Gutenberg now. I understand, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's better than what we have. Um I just, yeah, the communication and And the way this was led, I think, is the big frustration, and getting that message across. Either it's obvious he's trying, it's just not coming through clearly. So maybe we'll get some, you know, resolution at State of the Word on Saturday, hopefully, to get a little bit better picture of that, better vision from the, you know, he is the benevolent dictator right. he's at the top right. so everybody's looking to him like what are we doing here right
0: you know there's some eye-rolling moments like you know I said well hey this is going to be a great monetization play f- you know for you and I told him about my theory of the sassification of WordPress of self- <laughs> self-hosted self WordPress right and he sort of laughed at that and he was like well there's no premium blocks and I'm like yeah but we both know there's no premium blocks now uh, Yeah. <laughs> you know but there will be and um, and I sort of challenged him and I said hey look so does that mean that the best place uh, he was sort of, you know, when he was giving the whole spiel on like what he sees, you know, Gutenberg in the future and again, that whole cross platform thing? Uh, well, actually, I guess I should take a step back. Like, one of the things he did say is it's going to be harder to monetize uh, because of uh, what Gutenberg does is sort of gets rid of in the future themes, the, the, the way that we know themes, plugins. Um, and building sites now. So I found that rather interesting. Um, I, again, not knowing what he means by that until we see this whole thing,
1: you know. I'm guessing that's uh, t- touching on the kind of phase two, phase three yeah. of Gutenberg and how it's going to be more than just the content editor. It's going to be like the site builder, right? Or right. Or like, you know, build out your sidebars with blocks. Right. And build out your header with blocks and build out your whole site with blocks. Yeah. You know?
0: um, so I said, hey, look, so does that mean that the best place to experience this Gutenberg is on WordPress.com? And he sort of laughed, um, you know, sort of my way of saying like, yeah, okay, if, if are all the great features going to happen just on WordPress.com and 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 not on self-hosted, um, to which he sort of laughed. And he said, you know, one of the things he's really interested in for Automatic to make money in the future uh, of is not Jetpack, assumingly not Jetpack, is the way that they fine tune the onboarding uh, of wordpress.com. dot um, And I told him, I said, "That's something that you told me when he was on my show like three years ago that you were trying to solve this this problem of onboarding." And I and so I, I turned the tables a little bit. I said, I, "I I feel like you're in the same position as a lot of us, you know." startup people is like, you're trying to get something done, but you don't, even, even with the resources you have, you still haven't been able to get it done. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and he laughed, he said, you know, I've been, I've been trying for at this for years, uh, to improve the onboarding, uh, process. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the fangs don't cut as deep as I predict, or I, I talk about, um, or if he's really just going to massage the, uh, dot-com experience to be so much better better for users that people say you know what to heck with self-hosted i'll just go to com you may i don't know at the end of the day yeah it was a nice gesture you know to have these community meetings whether or not people will whether or not he will actually listen uh and take take heed from it i i you know only time will tell at this point
1: yeah i saw uh our buddy Joe did one and he didn't seem too happy. <laughs> Joe 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 is he a New Yorker? Is he a Philadelphian? What is it cuz he comes yeah, he, He's a he's a Yankees fan yeah. so you know. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean like Yeah, he got a little heated uh, you know, because it sounded like the the conversation went well. And this was I, I think his was a few days ago yep. and then, you know, it was announced that you know, Gutenberg's coming out this Thursday, within a few days of, of when he had his talk with Matt. Um, and then he just kind of <laughs> blew up from that. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think, you know, this WordCamp US is going to be a really interesting time because obviously Gutenberg is going to be the focus. And I know a lot of people are just a little bit um, annoyed that they decide to release it on the travel day <laughs> for WordCamp US when, you know, 2,000 people or whatever, and uh, and not just from the US, but from all over the world are going to be, traveling to nashville and we all have you know people to support whether it's plugins or clients or or themes or whatever we're in wordpress so we have somebody that is going to need our support around gutenberg yeah um and it definitely hurts smaller companies more um i was talking to my wife about this like when we were two three four people like everybody at the company did everything you know everything so like when updates came out things like this we would be all you know all hands on deck now that we're bigger, you know, we have a support department and things like that. It's not as jarring for us because we have a team to help handle this. But, yeah. um, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting tone at this event. Um, and I'm really curious to see which direction it goes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do feel like maybe at this point, after talking to him and seeing some of the stuff he's published, that it is just, you know, a line in the sand. Like, this is it. We're just going to publish it now. Or we're just going to... uh release it now because you know how how much more back and forth can I can we possibly do now people much smarter than i have legitimate arguments number 1 accessibility number 2 you know efficiency of the code and 3 like the legit 90 bugs or so uh, that are that are listed or issues mm-hmm. i should say maybe not bugs so yeah, i get it but i also look at i also look to what he's doing now and being like look we just have to get this
1: out like there has to be a shipping time shipping point and this is it and yeah, I mean, I, I I can understand that, too. I just think the timing, mm-hmm. I, like on one hand, like I get the optics of it. I get the idea of getting it out before WordCamp US so he can stay on stage and be like, we did it. You know, and on the other hand, I'm like, it's really probably one of the worst days we could pick to do yeah. it. <laughs> because a lot of people are out of pocket, unfortunately. But, you know, it is what it is. I guess it's going live tomorrow um, and it will we'll see. Like, I think it's just a lot of. I saw what was I reading somebody mentioned I need to I haven't heard this interview yet but Pippin was on WP Tavern and he basically said something to the effect of it's either you know ultimately Gutenberg's gonna be the either the best thing for WordPress or one of the worst things um, and nobody knows until it's live so um, it will be interesting you know two three four six months down the road to see looking back and and looking where we're at at that time it did it, it how did it go yeah was it the best decision or was it the worst decision? Yeah. I mean, cause when you uh, look
0: at WordPress, like when you think of WordPress for innovation and, and web dev has built apps around WordPress, right. Or apps, you know, from WordPress yeah. as a base, um, right. You know, and then when I hear things of like, well, Gutenberg is this innovative cross platform thing. I'm like, well, I mean, isn't, where's the framework, right? Where's the structure? Uh, people chose WordPress to build an app, whether that was the right decision or not, because there was a framework there, there was user authentication, custom post types and editing experience. To me, Gutenberg becomes just an editing experience. Where's the framework to do awesome things with it other than just tapping into publishing in different areas. And maybe that's the influence Matt's trying to have. Like, If any platform in the world wants to have freedom of speech, then use this. And that's the way he leaves a mark. You know, because I think that's another part of this is it's him trying to leave this legacy, not just be profitable, but to have a legacy. And maybe that's it. I don't know.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Smarter people than me have to figure that one out. Oh, yeah, it'll be, you know, next show we do, it'll be interesting. (laughs) I don't know. I know we're shutting it off on day one for pretty much every single client Um, and, you know, working with each client individually to figure out what that looks like going forward. Um, You know, there's no reason you have to update on day one. There's no reason you have to use Gutenberg on day one, so... Uh, if assuming it does go live tomorrow, get that classic editor plugin installed and activated. Do the update when you're ready and so, uh, worry about it later. So <laughs>
0: let, let, I'll, let me ask you one more question while we're on this topic, before we wrap that topic up. The classic editor. They said they are only going to support it up until 2021 or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. It has an end of life, to be honest. Uh, that's, like, well, that's my question. Like, like, well, uh, well, do they own it? Is it like a copyright thing? Is this like something that they've? It's like their piece of software. It's a plugin.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I thought that was weird too. That there's an end of life for a plugin. What does that mean? I mean, somebody at our local meetup, um, I think it was Doug Stewart, mentioned how, you know, when the REST API first came, you know, to fruition, it was a plugin built out over time. It was great. You could. It was a solid plugin. You could use it on production, whatever. And then eventually, it got rolled into core um, over a couple releases. Um, and over time it was like, oh, well you could shut it off if you're not using it. It was on by default, but I think with the filter, whatever you could turn it off. But then over time it came to where it's actually now integrated into certain parts of WordPress. Um, so you can't technically disable it without other things not working. Um, and he kind of, his concern was that could happen with Gutenberg where it gets so integrated into WordPress that you actually are forced to use it there is no fallback right. and when i heard about the end of life i thought about that statement and i'm like that why else would you have an end of life unless you're saying by that point we expect gutenberg to be so integrated you can't turn it off right you can't cuz it ha- it has to be there for wordpress to run correctly who knows but you know i i i, I, th- I found that odd too yeah
0: yeah like maybe blo- like when you click on pages to see all pages in the future maybe that's just it's a, a block. block you know <laughs> your dashboard is all blocks you can put all kinds of things it's all blocks and you can't disable gutenberg at all at yeah, all at I that mean, point if it
1: integrates that well then um you know you can kind of mimic the classic editor i guess but it will still be technically gutenberg powering it you know yeah and we're just gonna call it gutenberg forever right like that's that ship is sailed <laughs> yeah. there was there was talk of like changing the name but i don't think that's ever i think it's too late i think it's just that's Gutenberg.
0: Qu- questions we don't have the answers to, nor nor will we ever. <laughs>
1: damn that goots.
0: And why does everything have to be so damn like? Why is it always big words and theoretical stuff and stories from Greece, ancient Greece? Like, why? Because yeah.
1: we're all a bunch of hippies, man. Like, it's I, just, I mean, I'm a steak. Some things have too much thought.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a steak and potatoes guy. I should have just call this damn thing blocks. Been done with it. Blocks, uh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, look, forty-two minutes thereabouts. Not
1: bad. Look at us rambling. Just random. Ra- Good show. Rambling about random stuff. Uh, Did you uh, just the last? Uh, well, it's the last second thing I saw. Did you happen to catch the uh, SpaceX launch? No, a couple I days saw ago? the
0: tweets, and I and I knew you'd be interested in it when I saw it.
1: Oh yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like. SpaceX is really cool because they kind of, not only the fact that we're going into space, and I've always, you know, I think everyone thinks that's pretty fascinating, but they bring a lot of that data, real-time data, right into view, yep. which I think is fascinating, like, just to see on screen, like, how fast it's going and fuel usage and altitude and then it's got like a little almost like a youtube bar of the different stages that are going to be happening and it's really high produced like live stream like they have hosts and they have little you know little segments they show prior to the launch and it's just it's just great like i feel like it's really re-energizing space and especially for like younger kids you know like when we were kids it was Space was awesome, right? You had space shuttles going up, and um, you know all that stuff, and, and then it kind of fizzled out, and they retired those shuttles, and now we're hitching rides with Russia, and I don't <laughs> know, but I feel like SpaceX is like it's just—I'll never get tired of watching one of those boosters land, like come back down to land and land. You're just like, holy shit! Yeah, it's like,
0: it's, it's pretty crazy stuff to
1: see it, the repurposed one come down and, and land. It's it, don't, it doesn't even look yeah. real. No, it doesn't. I mean, it looks like it literally is the future. And this one, they actually were able to save the, uh, what do they call it? The fairing, basically the loader at the top of the rocket where they put like the satellites and whatever the the payload is, it goes at the top of the rocket. So that whole whole capsule uh, generally would just fall back to earth and be destroyed. It costs about $2 million. Mm -hmm. They've been trying to catch this damn thing in a boat with a big net, right? So they're, that's that's the best thing these engineers have come up with to try to catch this thing. They put a boat out in the middle of the ocean, and they have this massive net and they try to catch it like a baseball, <laughs> and they cannot catch it. Uh, but apparently, it, it it did it came down really slow and landed in the water, and they were able to recover it. So they did save it, but it did not uh, did not land in the net. <laughs> I really want to see a video of them like actually catching something. So. Uh, pretty cool though. Uh, I love SpaceX. It's I just it, it's fascinating. And this was actually fun fact. This was the uh, eight. Uh, sorry, this is the nineteenth launch of the year, which is a new record for most launches uh, uh, by any company or NASA in one year. So uh, they broke the record of eighteen, which was last. I mean, year. Elon is a freaking genius. Yes, he he's smart. He's smart, not not just on a big thinker and on the grand scale of things, but he has this like marketing sense too. You know what I mean? Like he knows these videos, these high production, like this stuff is valuable and it gets people interested and people are interested. Then that's a very good thing for them. So,
0: you know, I, I um, saw uh, David Hemler he- Hansen, Heimsen, the guy from uh, DHH from uh base camp, a uh, mm-hmm. very vocal, you know, individual and, you know, a guy who's like uh you know, if, if you're that typical, like, Silicon Valley, like, looking for venture capital kind of dude, like, he's always, you know, waving his finger in your face, like, you don't build it that way. You know, we're Basecamp, we built it grassroots and organic. Uh, what is he, like, the, the the father or grandfather of Rails, uh, whatever whatever the label is. Yeah. And uh, he's a very loud and outspoken dude. And I saw him, like, just, like, tweet at Elon and, like, rip into him about, like, this whole you know, hustle hustle porn or something like that, where it's like it's not healthy to be working 90 hours and like calling out Elon. It's like, dude, it now's your chance to take a backseat because this dude is literally changing humanity. You built software. You did a great job. On multiple fronts. <laughs> yeah. Like you you did a good you fine. All the kudos to you for everything you did about building your business. Stay in that little circle. This guy is literally changing humanity. Like yeah.
1: It's like uh, in the sky, underground yeah. with the boring company. Like it's the stuff he's doing is mind blowing. I'm sure you probably caught the Joe Rogan yeah. uh, interview. Yep. It was really good. Joe Rogan, he's a great interviewer, yeah. um, but really fascinating because the thing that caught me is how he talked about how his mind is always like on. Mm-hmm. And it's always thinking of new challenges, new things to try, new things to do. Like, he has trouble shutting it off. Yeah. And he said he's he's known his mind is different um, since he was a little kid. Right. He knew it was different. Um, and now we're seeing what someone like that, who gets a lot of money, <laughs> can do. <laughs> you know? Give
0: this man more so money. It's
1: Give him – I mean, it's it's amazing. Like, I never thought it, – it, it's still interesting that, you know, he's made a profitable company out of SpaceX, Like, who would think you could make a privatized commercial rocket ship company, basically, and actually make it profitable? And he has. He's got these massive contracts with the government now. um, And it's a a completely profitable company. It's amazing. So it's always fun to see. I love those those launches. And here's another fun fact. That was the first time one of those boosters had been used for the third time. So that was its third trip. And came down and landed successfully, which is pretty wild. So pretty neat to see him reuse it, Yeah, you know, reuse those rockets.
0: Yeah. The money alone that they save on that is insane.
1: Yeah. He used to liken space uh, uh, travel to basically getting in a jumbo jet, flying to the West Coast, and then jumping out and letting the plane explode. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that's how we have done space travel (laughs) up until now. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Why are we not trying to save, land the plane? Like, right. You'll just jump out and let it blow up every time. Yeah, I mean,
0: look, these are these are easy problems to solve when you say it, right? Like, why do we just waste this billion-dollar yeah. thing every once single you, time? Let's just reuse
1: once it. Once you identify the problem, yeah. <laughs> and then you just work backwards. Okay, how do we not jump out of the 747 and let it explode? How do we land the plane? Yeah.
0: Oh, man, that's good stuff. Well, we push it to almost 50 minutes.
1: Yeah, probably should wrap it up. Yeah, so
0: hopefully by the time this goes out, which will be uh, probably maybe even today, tomorrow, um, hopefully it's on iTunes. If not, uh, use your podcast. Well, I'll, catch be, it.
1: I'll be promoted on Twitter damn well be.
0: over at WilliamsBA. So <laughs> damn well better be. Uh, I'll be promoting it over at my Twitter handle, at Matt Medeiros. It's a random show. We don't know when we'll see you next time. But something tells me it'll be next week because of WordCamp US. Uh, Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. See ya.